I wonder if, like me, you have said something with good intentions to your son or daughter, only to have them misunderstand what you meant. Um, I think probably I'm guilty of, uh, you know, that was really good, and I say it like passively or kind of dismissively or um, with some sense of obligation. I'm your dad. I need to say that was really good, but I don't really believe it. They catch those things, and I need to really be mindful of how I'm communicating with my children because a small adjustment in my communication can make a big difference uh, in that parent-child relationship. Okay, I'm John Fuller in the studio with Dr. Danny Huerta. He heads our parenting team here at Focus on the Family. And let's go ahead and hear now a conversation Jim and Jean Daly had with Dr. Kevin Lehman. He's been uh, a guest here a number of times, and they're going to talk about things we say to our kids and how we can influence their behavior. Kevin, one of the things you point out in the book is that we as parents can inadvertently kind of pave the way for our kids to misbehave. I think it's a really important point. So how do we do that? We train them to misbehave. But be specific. Well, when you go in a, a supermarket or store, mommies, I'll pick on you. What's the conversation with your kids? I want that. Huh? I want that. That's the first thing. So what does the parent say? All right, listen up. We're going in the store. Don't ask for a thing because the answer is no. Wait, have you had a recorder in <laughs> yeah. my van? Oh, yeah, but that's what we do. Well, what have we just said to the kids? And no running around, no fooling around, and don't ask for any candy. Say it again <laughs> just so saying? they can hear you. Yeah. <laughs> well, say it louder. It, what happens is you've just said, I really don't trust you. You're going to misbehave. Mm-hmm. And what do the kids do? They misbehave. Mm-hmm. And they're in a public place. And you're the one that, I mean, p- people will look at your kids and shake their head, but they're looking at you as a parent and say, oh, boy, good parent. <laughs> not, a good, not a good job, parent. Okay, so like what's that. the right way to do that? Well, I think you take advantage of situations where the kids are very well behaved and very respectful. And just a simple comment that, you know, I got to tell you, that was really fun today. It was really fun to be with you guys. And uh, I got to tell you, I'm, I'm proud to be your mom. I'm proud to be your dad. Mm-hmm. You know, I look around sometimes, I see how other kids behave. I just got to tell you, you, I call it slipping your kid a commercial announcement. And you have to slip those messages to kids. And the kids walk away with, guess what? Mom and dad believe in me. And that's really important that a son or daughter feels like you have their back. I was in our, our summer cottage this past week back in New York State, and I was going through pictures, and I found all the Father's Day get, Father's Day cards. They make me cry to this day. Aww. But it's but I look at what the kids have said, you know, and, and they just the words are a little different, but they all convey sort of the same thing. That you always had my back. You always loved me as I was. You know, you didn't compare me to my sister or my brother. And they, I think each kid always felt like they were the favorite. Hmm. Mm. And so, parents, listen to what I'm saying. Your words make a difference. Those words of encouragement that you give to your kids, that's that indelible imprint. Those two big boys are yours, Gene. I got news for you. I know they're they're big like your husband, but they have your indelible imprint mm. on them as a mom. And every young man needs a good dose of, guess what, femininity. Yes. Every young daughter needs a good dose of, guess what, masculinity. So it's that cross-sexual relationship 
between a daddy and a daughter, a mother and a son, that are the building blocks to make that kid a real healthy human being. Yeah, and it's so good, and, and our boys love their mom. Oh, Danny, I really love what Kevin said about how kids need a strong relationship with the parent of the opposite gender. Um, what about that child who doesn't have that parent around? Um, how can they fill the gap, and what can a mom or a dad do for their child who doesn't have that spouse to connect with? Yeah, and it's so true that, that we do have, uh, it is healthy for a child to have that connection with opposite sex parents. So when that does not happen, that's not ideal, but there are mentors you can seek out. There are people in the church that are the opposite sex that you could look out for as far as a person that could be influential in your child's life, mature and ready for that. It takes intentionality to do that. It's not easy to find someone like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes there are even teachers. I know with uh, my son, he had a opposite sex teacher uh, that was investing life giving into his life. That was a good extension of what our home was uh, as well. And mm-hmm. my daughter had that with a, a coach. He, this uh, track coach and teacher at the school was also investing in her and speaking life into her. Regardless if you have mom and dad both in the home or one or the other, having those influences, those positive influences in our lives is very important to have. And so as a mom, if you have, if if there's a dad missing or a dad with a mom missing, go out and look for those influences that potentially could be helpful in your child's life. And then Look at what may be missing that you need to stretch yourself in mm-hmm. and bring that into that relationship with your child. Because sometimes it could be uh, not only divorce, but it could be uh, a death or other things that have impacted the absence of that other parent there. Mm-hmm. And it's not always a, a, a thing where something was broken apart, but there's still that need of influence. Yeah. And you as a mom or dad can observe and then bring some of those elements as well. And and I appreciate that so much. Of course, we have a lot of military listeners, and deployment uh, really yes. makes that hard. I want to broaden this out. We talked this morning in a devotional time with my team about uh, the practical application of Deuteronomy and the charge to remember these things when I stand up and sit down and when I'm walking and talking with my kids, but also just broadening it out. It's summertime. We have kids running through our yard. How am I going to demonstrate God's love to them? How am I going to invite them uh, into the life God has for them? How can I, even as a non-parent, invest in the kids around me? Uh, So let's step up and do that as a community. Mm. Let's fill the gaps where there are some, because our, our families are fractured or needy of some further input. And um, we all have a role to play. We can invest in that next generation. Let's do that and make a difference. Well, if you'd like to hear the entire conversation with Kevin Lehman about kids and misbehavior and other aspects of parenting, uh, the show notes is the place to start. We have a free download for you there. We'll link over to that. And it includes a whole lot more than you heard today. And then we do have copies of Dr. Lehman's book, Why Your Kids Misbehave and What to Do About It. And uh, we'd love to invite you to be a partner with Focus in ministry. Uh, Be a financial supporter, either through a monthly pledge or a one-time gift of any amount. Donate today, and we'll say thank you for your generous support by sending a copy of Dr. Lehman's book to you. And the starting point, once again, is the show notes. That's where we're going to link over to this. 
More wisdom from Dr. Lehman next time. And for now, on behalf of Danny Huerta and the entire staff, I'm John Fuller, and thanks for joining us for the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast. Messing up at school can be embarrassing, but Average Boy is used to it. He tries, fails, and tries again, thanks to help from his friends Billy, Jenny, and Sarah. Join Average Boy in his very first fun-filled novel called Average Boy's Above Average Year. He deals with bullies, homework, and more, while following God and showing God's love to others. Check out this book, perfect for the 8 to 12-year-olds in your life, at AverageBoy.org. That's AverageBoy.org.